Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Well, hi everybody. Welcome back to the Dollars and Cents show with another episode for homeschool leaders from Carol Top, your host here. Um, my website is homeschoolcpa.com where I share a lot of information for homeschool leaders and I hope uh, this podcast is part of that group of helpful information. I hope you've been liking these Throwback Thursday podcasts. I've been airing podcasts about questions that homeschool leaders have asked me in the past and some of these are from as old as like 2009 that's like nine years ago but these questions still come up because they're brand new leaders all the time joining the homeschool movement and starting homeschool groups and they have some of the same questions that I was asked nine and ten years ago so today's question is going to be should your homeschool group be an LLC I'm going to explain what LLC means And you know what? I was just asked this question last week, and I was also asked it 10 years ago. Uh, Well, seven, eight years ago. That's when this question came in, and I put it on my blog over at Homeschool CPA, and now I'm going to podcast about it. So let me explain what LLC means and whether it's a good idea for your homeschool group and what the other options are for you. So LLC means Limited Liability Company. So let me break that down. Limited liability company uh, means that when there is some sort of lawsuit, meaning liability, a lawsuit either brought by an insurance company or civil lawsuit or something like that, some lawsuit brought against your company, in this case your homeschool group, if you have LLC status or a type of limited liability status, that means the liability or the damages from the lawsuit are limited to that company, in in your case, the homeschool organization. And what that does is a great thing. It protects your leaders from having to dip into their personal money, their personal assets, to, to pay this liability. So it, again, limits the liability to the company and therefore protects your leaders and your members, actually, from having to pay for these damages or lawsuits that might be brought against you. And I hope you never have a lawsuit brought against you. But uh, some leaders are telling me it's not lawsuits really like for civil problems. But sometimes what homeschool groups are finding are um, insurance claims from a a child or an adult that got injured while at the homeschool program. So it might be more into things like insurance claims rather than lawsuits. So we want limited liability, don't we? As leaders, we don't want to put at risk our personal assets or anything like that. So limited liability company status, is that a good thing for your homeschool group? Well, maybe not because LLC status is a great thing to have if you're a for-profit business. But if you're a not-for-profit organization, it's a little more complex. So let me explain. You know what? I went and got LLC status for my business. I am Carol Top CPA LLC. And why did I do that? Well, because I wanted, you know, any any lawsuits that might be brought against me, my business, to be limited to the business. Meaning if you sue me, you can only get the assets of my business and not my personal assets. Well, that's a good thing. And so a lot of 
um, small business owners like myself are getting LLC status for their businesses. It's a good thing. It's fairly easy to do. You file some paperwork with the state. If you have a simple business structure like mine, I'm a sole proprietor, one owner. I already hinted, though, it's not so simple when you're a non-profit organization. All right? And that's because, well, it's just more complicated. See, the IRS, hmm, well, they get a little suspicious or they don't quite understand. Well, it's not like they don't understand. They, they, just, they just don't really think that nonprofits need to be LLCs, I guess is one way of putting it. Basically, what they have is 12 conditions your organization must meet if you are a nonprofit with LLC status and want tax-exempt status from the IRS. So let me say that again. In order to grant a nonprofit LLC tax-exempt status, the IRS puts you through 12 different conditions, 12 criteria. I'm not going to go into what those are, but they're pretty specific and you got to comply. So in other words, the IRS is saying, I'm going to put you some through some hoops if you want LLC, if you have LLC status for your nonprofit organization. I think maybe, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here, but I'm guessing that the IRS looks at LLC status as being something for-profit businesses are, have or are organized as LLCs. So when they see a nonprofit organized as an LLC, they get real suspicious. Are you really running a for-profit business that I can tax? And you want tax-exempt status? That's what the IRS might be thinking. Not sure. Can't really get inside the brain of the IRS, but that's what I suspect. So here's a better solution for your nonprofit homeschool group instead of getting LLC status. Gives you the same protection, that limited liability, and here's what it is. Nonprofit corporate status in your state. Got that? So nonprofit corporation status that you file with your state, they're granted by each state, gives you the same limited liability protection that LLC status gives to for-profits businesses like mine. That means if you file to be formed as a nonprofit corporation in your state, you are protecting your leader's personal assets, like I mentioned earlier. So if you're a nonprofit corporation organized that way in your state, by filing some state paperwork called the Articles of Incorporation in your state, then you breathe a huge sigh of relief knowing that your lawsuits that might be brought against your homeschool group, and again, those might be more likely insurance lawsuits or something like that, um, they can only get the assets, which was probably like the money in your checking account that the homeschool group has. The leader's personal assets are protected from that lawsuit. So that is definitely a worthwhile thing for you to consider. Let me tell you a true life story of something that happened. I just met last week, a week or two ago, with a a homeschool organization. And they said they were formed um, about three years ago with uh, one of their leaders who said she knew a lot about LLCs, signed some paperwork. And here in the state of Ohio, there is a form. And it's to form a limited liability company. And you can either check a box that says you're a for-profit business. That's what I did. Carol Top CPA LLC. She checked the box that said, I'm a nonprofit LLC. Signed it, sent it in, state of Ohio approved it. And um, let me tell you, when you form an LLC with only one owner, like this paperwork was filed, one person signing it, not two or three, 
It means that you are what the IRS or, or the state calls a single member LLC. It's also what my business is. And they tax you as a sole proprietorship. Which means you put your income and expenses on your personal income tax return. That's what I do. So I said to this group, did this woman who signed this paperwork know what she was doing? Know that she was signing as a single owner? Uh, no. Did she report it on her tax return as her money? Well, no. It's the group's money. Okay. But she filed paperwork, checked the box, said she was a nonprofit LLC. But in many ways, this group was kind of telling the state one thing, but operating quite differently. They were operating more as your traditional nonprofit organization with a board and shared money. And no, this person was not benefiting from it, and no one was reporting it on to the IRS, period. So we're fixing all that. This group is going to dissolve that LLC. And the reason they're going to dissolve it is because they now want tax-exempt status from the IRS. They want to be a 501c3 tax-exempt status, tax-exempt organization, which they never filed for before, even though they started three years ago. They're going to dissolve the LLC. They're going to form a nonprofit corporation in their state, and then they're going to apply for tax-exempt status with the IRS. So it's quite a bit of paperwork to clean this all up because one person checked a box not understanding that in order for a nonprofit LLC to get tax exempt status from the IRS, you got to jump through the IRS's 12 conditions. And this homeschool group didn't meet well, one of them, didn't meet one, let alone all 12. So it was better to just dissolve the LLC, start uh, over, basically start over. And you know, they're grappling with things like, can we keep the same name? I said, no, that name's already taken. And according to our state, you the um, nonprofit LLC that paperwork that was filed has that name and you can't use it for a year so now they've got problems with well what are we going to rename ourselves what are we going to tell our members it's kind of complicated and it's going to be expensive you know there's going to be several hundred dollars involved with with me helping them get this straightened out i hope there's not back taxes that person who signed that llc paperwork has probably got to deal with that she has since moved and left the organization and not in contact with them anymore so ugh moral of the story here is folks understand what you're doing when you sign paperwork (laughs) okay this woman claims she knew a lot about llc status but i gotta tell you being a non-profit llc is a lot more complicated than being a for-profit business with llc status so whoo that was maybe more than you wanted to like think about (laughs) I got to tell you, though, uh, probably the best thing would be to talk to uh, an attorney or to look over the paperwork. Maybe even call your secretary of state and say, am I really understanding what I'm doing? I'm an accountant, so I understand a lot of stuff about getting tax-exempt status from the IRS, but I'm not an attorney. So I can't give you legal advice, but I can certainly explain basic issues like what this group did when they filed to become a nonprofit LLC, what those 12 conditions the IRS has if you want to be tax-exempt, and the complications of it all. I just can't file any legal paperwork for you, but we can figure out together without me stepping so far as to give you legal advice you know, what you've done and maybe what a better path for you is. Again, I think um, most homeschool groups and most nonprofit organizations, period, probably 90% of them are formed as nonprofit corporations in their state. Hey, you know, one resource that might be very helpful to you just to understand what this is all about would be my book, 
called the IRS and your homeschool organization because in there I spend a whole chapter talking about nonprofit corporate status and why it's such a good thing and then I go on to talk about you know the pros and cons of tax exempt status with the IRS and how much easier it is to get that tax exempt status and do you realize if you don't have tax exempt status with the IRS meaning a letter to prove it you're supposed to be filing and paying taxes that's what this group I was telling you about was supposed to be doing um, they formed in 2015 I said do you ever file anything with the IRS you know either to get exempt status or to pay your taxes those are the two choices so if you're not sure you've ever been doing anything with the IRS but you've been collecting money in your homeschool program and spending it well you know what time to start reading time to start reading uh, my book the IRS and your homeschool organization listening to some of the other podcasts over at homeschoolcpa.com slash podcast maybe set up a phone call with me carol top and um, maybe bring your board members on and we can talk about how to get you guys, um, you know, legal, <laughs> legal and right and keeping your homeschool program out of trouble. Because here's my worst nightmare, ladies and gentlemen. My worst nightmare is that too many homeschool groups are going to keep burying their head in the sand and not realizing their obligation to either file for tax exempt status or to pay taxes. And the IRS, God forbid. Um, my worst nightmare would be to start an investigation of any organization called homes with the word homeschool or home education in their name. And we certainly don't want that kind of targeting on us. So let's fly right. Let's do things right. Let's file the paperwork right. Let's get good information about what you're doing before you check boxes and file uh, important paperwork with your state or with the IRS. And I'm here to help. And we've got uh, some some attorneys who can certainly help you probably with the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, HSLDA, or I know some other attorneys who help homeschool groups and nonprofits, and they can certainly guide you. I know it seems scary to talk to a lawyer, afraid they're going to charge you an arm and a leg, but there's plenty of good information out there to help you understand how to do things properly with, uh, you know, very little expense or sometimes free if you read on the website. You know, and you might be confused. I just talked to a group uh, yesterday, and they said, you know, we've been reading a lot, but I'm confused. And, you know, I understand that. This stuff has, like, got a whole foreign language to it, doesn't it? Um, but I'm here to try to help make all this complicated stuff about your state, nonprofits, IRS, tax-exempt status. I'm trying to make it all clear and easy to understand. So I hope this podcast has cleared up a little bit about the whole question of should your homeschool group be an LLC? And my answer, in a nutshell, is if you are for-profit business probably and some homeschool groups are for-profit businesses owned by one or one person or two maybe um, but if you are a non-profit organization then you should probably uh, structure yourself as a non-profit corporation in your state because it gives the same limited liability protection that LLC status does so hope that's helpful look forward to more of these throwback thursday podcasts where i answer questions that homeschool leaders have been asking for a long time and uh, keep up the good work ladies and gentlemen god bless your efforts thank you for joining the dollars and cents radio show with carol top here at the ultimate homeschool radio network for more helpful information visit carol at her website homeschoolcpa.com